0: where we examine the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. I'm your host, Robert Biddo. In the 1560s, Friar Diego de Landa beheld a mighty structure in the jungle covered in trees and brush. Around him lay the ruins of a vanished civilization. The Maya guide told the Spanish-born priest that he stood in a place of great power and awesome significance, and that the building in front of him still invoked a special reverence in the people who still lived in the area. The guide knew little more about the ancient city now called Chichen Itza than Friar Diego, as much had been lost since the city had been abandoned some five centuries before. The Maya at the time of the conquest called the ruined city U'uqab or in English, Seven Places Full of Bushes. New to the Yucatan, the future bishop knew he had to learn as much as possible about the new lands past and present to make the conversion of the Indians go smoothly. In Delanda's comprehensive work about the region called Relacion de las Cosas de Yucatan, or in English, Reference of the Things of the Yucatan, He described in great detail the daily life, customs, and beliefs of the Maya people to whom he ministered. Like many early members of the clergy in the New World, Delanda wanted to understand the people of his jurisdiction the best he could, so he observed things much like a cultural anthropologist would and took meticulous notes. He chronicled everything from the months and festivals of the Maya calendar to the significance of jewelry to Mayan women, to native military organization of the region, to genealogies of prominent Maya families. Some scholars believe that 90% of what we know of the post-classic or colonial era Maya comes from Delanda's Relacion. In his book, he described the great temple in the jungle and called it El Castillo, or the castle in English. We would know it later as the Temple of Khan, and it would become one of the most iconic and recognizable pyramids in the world. We next hear of the pyramid almost three centuries later from an American engineer named John Burke, who went to the Yucatan in 1838 to help build a cotton factory in the town of Valladolid. In his time off, Burke explored the jungle and stumbled upon the overgrown city of Chichen Itza along with other smaller ruins then located on large private land holdings. News of his findings made it to the larger newspapers in the United States and fueled the American imagination. A few years after Burke, John Lloyd Stevens and Frederick Catherwood arrived at the site. The two were former adventure partners in the Middle East, and after U.S. President Martin Van Buren sent Stevens to the new Federal Republic of Central America as an ambassador of the United States, Stevens and Catherwood teamed up again. The two explored a total of 44 Maya sites throughout the region, including some of the larger cities like Uchmal, Copan, Palenque, and Chichen Itza. Stevens would eventually publish a book called Incidents of Travel in Central America, Chiapas, and Yucatan, with all the illustrations done by Catherwood, who was an accomplished artist. The two were the first to systematically survey Chichen Itza and spent 18 days clearing, examining, and documenting the ruins. For the first time since years after being abandoned, the now-famous Temple of Kukul-Khan was stripped of most of its vegetation. Frederick Catherwood had much experience drawing and painting the monuments of the Near East and the classical Mediterranean world, including those of the ancient Egyptians, Phoenicians, Greeks, and Romans. From this intimate knowledge of Old World architecture and design came Catherwood's revolutionary declaration in the 1840s, that the ruins of the Yucatan and Central America were made by people indigenous to the Americas and did not have any old world classical influence. It took some 30 more years before the next serious expedition to Chichen Itza, led by Augustus and Alice Le Plongeon. The husband and wife team concentrated primarily on the Temple of Kukulkan, and even discovered the famous reclining Mule sculpture, among other important finds. For more information about Le Plongeon's discoveries at the Pyramid, please see Mexico Unexplained episode number 110, called The Lost Continent of Mu and the Mexican Mother Civilization. In the 1920s and 30s, The El Castillo pyramid and other surrounding structures were restored by a joint effort between the Mexican government and the Carnegie Institute for Science in Washington, D.C. The 20th century saw many other discoveries in, around, and under the famous structure. Today, the northern and western faces of the pyramid have been completely restored along with the temple on top. The southern and eastern faces remain in ruin and are normally never seen in photographs. When was the pyramid built? By whom? For what purpose? What else do we know about this structure? In the years after the Spanish conquest, as mentioned previously, the local Maya insisted that the place was special and certainly holy. The earliest pyramid structure built at the site of the Temple of Kukul Khan dates to around 600 AD, but archaeologists theorize that older structures existed on the site before that and were raised to make way for more monumental architecture. The temple, or successive temples, appear to have been built over a sacred cenote, or sinkhole well, which are common throughout the Yucatan. The chasm underneath the pyramid measures 82 by 114 feet and has a depth of about 65 feet deep. The water filling this well is believed to run from north to south, Because of the existence of this cenote, only found in 2015 through a technique called Electrical resistivity Tomography, some scientists theorize that the site may have been considered sacred for many centuries before any physical structures were built there. Today, two distinct structures exist above the sacred cenote, both pyramids built on top of each other, with construction dates some three to four hundred years apart. The first pyramid from about 600 A.D. dates from the Maya classic period, a century or so before the civilization's overall collapse. The second structure, with its facade recognizable to many today, was constructed in the 11th century after people from central Mexico, possibly the Toltecs, occupied and revived the city of Chichen Itza. As a result of having a pyramid on top of a pyramid, There exists an interior gap between the buildings, complete with the original structure staircase. Other tunnels and chambers exist inside the pyramid as well, including what has been dubbed the Hall of Offerings, the Throne Room, and the Chamber of Sacrifices. Before the Mexican government closed the interior of El Castillo to tourists, One of the prized artifacts found inside the pyramid was still available for viewing by a curious public. A throne carved in the shape of a jaguar and painted red with cinnabar remains inside the pyramid where it was found. Scientists theorize that the jaguar throne, with its jade inlays and teeth made of mollusk shells, may have served as a ritual sacrifice to decommission the old temple before building the new pyramid on top of it. As the pyramid is dedicated to the Mayan feathered serpent god Kukulkan, known in central Mexico as Quetzalcoatl, sculptures of plumed serpents run down the sides of the northern staircase terminating with heads at ground level. On the spring and autumnal equinoxes, The sun casts a shadow of a serpent on the northwestern staircase, giving the illusion that a snake is crawling down the side of the pyramid. Ironically, some researchers chalk this up to coincidence, noting that a snake-like shadow reveals itself for several weeks around the equinoxes. Others affirm that the phenomenon is because of the use of sacred geometry, which is the purposeful positioning of sacred buildings so that they have spiritual meaning in their layout or location. Not only is the Temple of Khan located on a cenote, the underground chasm is at the center of the intersection between four other sacred wells, the great sacred cenote of Chichen Itza and the three others called Shtolok, Kanhuyum, and Holtún. Archaeologists believe that the temple is also aligned to the sun to indicate traditional planting and harvesting seasons. The eastern side of the temple is angled to the nadir sunrise and the western side is angled to the zenith sunset. This is not uncommon in Mesoamerican architecture. The entire structure is 79 feet high, not including the 20 more feet at the top for the box-like temple where rituals to the God Kukul Khan were performed. Each side measures 181 feet across with 9 levels and each side has a staircase with 91 steps. When the steps are added together and if we include the final step being the temple platform on top, we have a total of 365 steps which equals the number of days in a year. And what will become of this monument in the 21st century? In the year 2006, after a woman fell to her death while ascending a staircase on El Castillo, the Mexican government prohibited all climbing on monuments at Chichen Itza, cordoned off the pyramid and forbade tourists access to the inside of the structure. In the mild frenzy connected with the supposed end of the Mayan calendar in December of 2012, Chichen Itza saw multitudes of visitors, with even some folklorical groups, performing the Doomsday Dance to herald a cataclysm that never came to pass. With a modern-day revival in old Mayan beliefs and a growth in traditional indigenous shamanism, the Mexican government has granted limited access to the Temple of Kukulcan to those practicing the old rituals. Declared one of the new Seven Wonders of the World in the year 2007, the Chichen Itza Archaeological Zone gets about 1.5 million visitors a year, and El Castillo is the most photographed building in all the ancient Maya sites. The popularity of this iconic pyramid and the increasing numbers of tourists coming to see it has generated more interest in restoration efforts at Chichen Itza and will undoubtedly lead to more discoveries in and around the majestic sacred monument. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends by sharing these shows with others. Please go to our website, MexicoUnexplained.com, for references, illustrations, and for free access to transcripts of past shows. Please visit Amazon.com to purchase the book Mexico Unexplained to get a hard copy of The Magic, the Mysteries, and the Miracles of Mexico. We appreciate your kind attention once again. Until next time, thank you and gracias.